0: You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast, recorded live each Sunday at St. John's Anglican Church, Diamond Creek. Well, welcome back to another episode of the, by- the St. John's Podcast, I'm Andy. And today we're uh, going back again and listening to our talk from last Sunday. However, this talk, if you were with us last week, you'll know is uh, not a traditional talk that you might be expecting. We're doing biblical storytelling at the moment, so we have someone who will be coming and Uh, telling the story so this story is a story of jesus arriving in jerusalem just before easter just before his death on the cross and uh, resurrection i'm going to hand over to kirk right now who's going to give us a bit more of an intro and then he will hand over to die who will give us our storytelling Uh, reminder that we'll be answering six questions but kirk will go over those uh, for us right now so that's over to you kirk
1: So tonight, um, we're going to do some biblical storytelling. So we're going to tell the story of Jesus entering Jerusalem, uh, which sort of marks the beginning of his journey to the the cross. Um, Well, very directly, as in he gets arrested not long after and so on. And so um, that comes from the book of John, chapter 12. And we're going to tell that story. D'Ashiragi is going to come up and tell that story for us. Three times. Dai's a member of our church here at Sunday at 6, and it's the first time she's done something like this, so that's going to be cool. Uh, So she's going to tell the story three times, but in between, I'm going to um, get you to discuss some questions amongst yourselves in relation to that passage. Um, We do this because it's great to have someone who's done a lot of research get up and tell us about what the Bible says, but it's also great just to look at the Bible with another person or another few people and work it out together. And so we want to sort of get that, but with a nice dramatic storytelling from Die Tonight as well. So kids, uh, you might like to move towards the front if you're not there already. And parents, we encourage you to position yourself around the kids for those conversations. Uh, That would be really good. Um, Joel's just going to chuck the questions up for us so that you get a heads up as to what sort of questions we're going to be discussing. Um, As you can see there, what did you like about the story? What questions might people have? What do we learn about people? What do we learn about Jesus? What are we going to do this week in response to this story? And who could you tell this story to? This week, so I'll lead you through those questions as we go. Um, don't get your Bible out yet. I encourage you just to keep the Bible closed for the moment, um, uh, but you can open up to John chapter twelve after Di has told this story for the first time. So, Di, welcome up over to you. All
2: right. So, let me set the scene for you. Many people have travelled from far away to Jerusalem for a religious feast. Known as the Passover. Now, many of the Jews amongst them had heard that Jesus was coming to the city. They knew that Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead. They decided to share this information with as many people as they could. And the people who heard this joined the crowd they came along with palm branches to greet him in the street and shouting to him, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Now, as Jesus rode in on the donkey, he was fulfilling what was written, Do not be afraid, O daughters of Zion. Your king is coming. He'll be seated on a donkey colt. Now, it was only until after Jesus was glorified that his disciples realised that this was what had happened and that they had done these things to him. Now the Pharisees, these are religious leaders, they complained. See, this is not working. We're getting nowhere. Look, all these people have gone to him.
1: Okay, so that's first telling of the story turn to the person next to you very quick answer for this one and just tell the person next to you what did you like about the story it is acceptable to say i didn't like anything in it um, but just if you want to if you can pick one thing that you liked about it really quickly turn to the person next to you let them know
0: now you might not want to turn to the person next to you because they probably haven't been listening to this podcast but why not pause and have a think about that question what did you like about this story kirk will come back in a second and provide us with the second question
1: All right, here's the next question. This one's a bit more meaty, it's got a bit more going on. What questions might people have? Now, this might be a question that you had. As you heard that story, you might go, I've got a question about that, what's going on there? Maybe it was something you didn't understand about it, maybe it's a question like, oh, why did that happen that way or whatever. Um, So it might be a question you have, or if you were to tell this story to somebody else, maybe hearing it for the first time, what questions do you think they might have? So again, turn to the people around you, quickly discuss that, and then if you reckon you've got a ripper, like a really good question, stick your hand up and I'll have a crack at answering it. I do not promise a good answer, but I'll have a go. I promise to have a go. Have a chat about that
0: one. So again, have a think about that question. What questions might people have or what questions do you have about that story? Take a few minutes now and think about that and we'll come back and we'll hear Kirk's answers to some of the questions asked live on Sunday night.
1: Okay, who reckons they've got rip a ripper question, one that would, we'd all benefit from, uh, from hearing? Yes. What's the deal with the leaves? What is the deal with the leaves? Why? So why palms? Yeah. Pa- pardon? Pardon? It's in palms, like, aren't aren't palm branches, aren't, aren't the branches of palm trees called palms? Oh, are they actually palm trees or it could just be any old trees? And then another question is, are they actually laying them on the ground or creating a bit of a tunnel, like a bit of a, you know, a salute with the things as well? Now, in the Anglican tradition, it's actually called Palm Sunday, right, today, um, and so um, sometimes we'll actually have loads of big palms up here. But yeah, actually, it's not that specific, is it? So my answer to that is I don't really know. <laughs> yep. Why did Jesus ride on a donkey? Uh, it's probably not because he was tired. Um, you know, they, people back then walked everywhere, so he would have had very good walking stamina. Um, there, we we do think that there's something symbolic about going in on a donkey, right? Because he comes in as a, as a, a king figure, really, you know, someone who who people are treating as as a king. And if a king was to ride in on a horse or in a chariot, um, then that would indicate that they're ready for war and they're sort of coming in to take over and show their power. But instead, uh, he chose to ride in on a donkey. Donkey is mostly used just for carrying people's stuff, for serving people. And actually Jesus is sometimes nicknamed the servant king. Um, so yeah, I would say to that question, there is significance in him choosing a donkey to ride in on as opposed to um, another animal that would be perhaps bigger and more aggressive. Anything else? Any, maybe we've got one more question. Yep, i look back there. Oh, I can't tell you that off the top of my head, but there would be a way to, to look it up. <laughs> yep. Yep, so I'll fill it in for people perhaps at the back there. So the question is, um, th- this, this event, Jesus coming in, is a fulfillment of prophecy, right? So somebody predicted that this would happen a long time ago, and now it's happening uh, the question is, where did it come from? That's fairly easy to look up. I can't tell you right off the top of my head. Sometimes there'll be a footnote. Anyone got the footnote? Want to tell us? Zechariah. It's from Ze- the book of Zechariah. There you go. Um, so that's easy enough to find. Um, but if, you, if there wasn't a footnote, you could probably just do a Google word search it'll probably point you in the right direction. Um, and then, would Jesus have known about that prophecy? My hunch would be yes. Jesus seemed to know his Old Testament very well. I'd have been shocked if he didn't know. About that. Okay, there's some questions. I'm sure there's more. Uh, And, you know, I, I did probably pretty well, badly. No, I did badly and then really well, and then I kind of average. So, you know, it's not about being the expert on everything. That's me self-reviewing, by the way. Robin's giving me a look like, no, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, point being, it's not about being perfect. It's just let's have a discussion. Let's have these questions about the passage. So we've got some more questions coming up, but Di's going to tell us the story again to get it fresh in our mind, and repeating the story can be really useful. So welcome back, Di.
2: All right, so let me set the scene for you. Many people have travelled from far away to Jerusalem for the religious feast of the Passover. And many Jews among them had heard that Jesus, who had raised Lazarus from the dead, was coming to the city. They decided to spread the word around amongst the people. And many who heard... Came and joined the crowd. As Jesus rode in on a donkey, he was fulfilling what was written O daughters of Zion, do not be afraid. Your king is coming, riding on a donkey colt. Now, many, uh, sorry, um, now, It was only after Jesus was glorified that many of his disciples understood this and realised that they had done this to him. Now the Pharisees, or religious leaders, complained. See, we are getting nowhere. Look how they have all gone to him.
1: Okay, so two more questions for you. This will be probably the ones that will take the longest. Um, If you're a St. John's regular, please make sure you're including anyone who might be visiting tonight in the conversation if they'd like to be a part of it. So what do we learn about people from this story and what do we learn about Jesus? Have a bit of a chat about that and I'll get hands up for the second one in a couple of minutes.
0: And so again, take this moment to pause this podcast. Think about those two questions. What do we learn about people in this story? And what do we learn about Jesus in this story? And we'll return after you pause.
1: Um, I'm going to go to question four and just see if anyone's got some thoughts about what we learn about Jesus. And uh, so stick your hand up. And Ella's got the microphone here, uh, so she'll actually bring it over to you so you can, can learn something. So we've got someone right next to you, Ella, so let's start there.
2: Uh, he likes symbols, so the donkey everything like it's there it's a donkey for a reason like symbols are important
1: sure yeah so jesus thought about this the symbolic nature of what he was doing it wasn't just like oh just whatever i'll just choose whatever um yeah cool so he valued that sort of thing absolutely yep jesus sometimes doesn't want to like go in like a hero or something like that yeah yeah, he's not. He's not just about becoming popular, is he? Becoming the great, the great guy. Uh, and actually, interestingly, when he would do miracles, sometimes he'd then tell people not to tell them to go and tell people about it. He'd actually say, "Shh, just keep this quiet. Like we don't need to spread the news." So he wasn't big into being popular. Um, that wasn't what he was on about. Did we have a hand back there? No. Hand down. Anyone else? Few other thoughts. What do we learn about Jesus from this passage? People just chatting about other stuff. <laughs> We've got one here. Thank you.
2: <laughs> if you've
0: been waiting for this prophecy to be fulfilled, if you believe that this prophecy is then being fulfilled right in front of you, then do you learn that Jesus is God and Jesus is the Messiah? that you've been waiting for the whole time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Messiah being the chosen, like God's chosen one, the one he sent to sort of make everything right. It's a huge moment, yeah, for Jesus to be fulfilling that prophecy and clearly embracing it. Like he's clearly like, yeah, it's not an accident, like, oh, no, I'm not fulfilling that prophecy. He's really like, yeah, I am definitely doing that. That's the guy I am, yeah. (laughs) Other thoughts?
2: Uh, I think people always complain about whatever that we want as their uh, their desires and their selfishness and for Jesus we, uh he was from the God and as a God he didn't care about and he wasn't scared of his, these people and he did even he knew that that's why to get some opposite parties. <laughs>
1: So you're sort of saying that Jesus wasn't too worried about what other
2: people were thinking yeah, about yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, Even after resurrection, that was like, even he knew that uh, people would be, um, p- people try to not understand that this the resurrection and believing to God.
1: Yeah, because we definitely have two groups of people in the story, don't we? The people who are like loving that Jesus is coming in they're celebrating it. And then you've got another group of people who are like, this is the worst. And the story finishes with them going, We've been trying to get this guy out and it's not working and Jesus just seems to not not be too worried about either group in particular. He's got his mission and he's, he's going forward. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. got time for one more. If anyone would like to chime in with one more thought. You can answer question three if you want to. What did we learn about people? If you've got something interesting about that. Yeah, in the middle here.
0: Yeah, we were just talking about how people just love a good crowd event in the day they were just like oh you know something's going on and they all just all just went there um and we were also talking I guess more seriously on the fact that um people were really keen to like I guess the crowd symbolically really keen to follow um and I guess really invest um yeah with the laying down the clothes and everything I think that shows that too so yeah whether they were because they turn on Jesus so quickly. Spoilers, guys. Um, uh, so, it, you know, whether they're searching for Jesus or searching for something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it shows that they're people who are searching.
1: I wonder if, oh, I said there was two groups of people, and maybe actually there's three. You know, there's the people who are definitely against Jesus, the people who are really wanting to follow Jesus, and then there's another group, as you picked up at the start, like the crowd factor, just like, they're interested. They heard that this guy Lazarus had been raised from the dead, and they've just turned. They were like, "Oh, he's coming here. All right, let's go and check it out." But you're right; it's not everyone just checking it out because some of them are really honoring Jesus in the way they treat him. But I wonder if there was some people standing behind them who were like, "What's going on? Is he the real deal?" Yeah, interesting. Well, you're not going. Yeah. That, this is true. It's not going to get recorded you know, so you can watch it later. Like if, if you hear that he's coming, you've got to go now. Drop everything and get there. All right. Di's going to come up and she's going to tell it one more time. Let's go. Okay.
2: Indeed. <laughs> so let me set the scene for you. Many people had travelled from far away to come to Jerusalem for the religious feast of the Passover. Now, many of the Jews had heard that Jesus, who had raised Lazarus from the dead, was coming. So they spread the word about this miraculous sign, and those that heard joined the crowd. They took palm branches and they went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Now, as Jesus rode in on the donkey, he was fulfilling what was written. Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. Your king is coming, riding on a donkey colt. Now, it was only after Jesus was glorified did they realize, did his disciples realize that these things were written about him and that they had done these things to him. Now the Pharisees, or religious leaders, they complained. See, look, we are getting nowhere. They are all going to join him.
1: Thank you, Di. Why don't we give her a round of applause uh, for putting that all together for us? Public speaking is hard enough anyway, without trying to remember it all, and then having the extra pressure of it being like God's word. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well done, well done, and thank you for um, sharing the story with us tonight. And, and special, I think it's special
2: marketing. At which bit I missed?
1: Uh, and and if you want to chat with Di later, you get a special credit for if you work out which bit she missed. Yeah. Um, so. Here's the two questions. These are a bit more personal and so um, you're welcome to discuss them if you like, but you might just want to sit with it as well. Um, What are you going to do this week in response to this story? This is a really important question if you're a follower of Jesus. Probably the most common criticism I hear of Christianity is Christians are hypocrites. They say they believe something and they don't follow through. They say they believe this, um, but that doesn't seem to follow through in their actions. So it's not just important to hear what God has to teach us; it's also important that we work out how to respond. So, what are you going to do this week in response to this story? This is a thing that I think, if you're a follower of Jesus, we have to ask this question. If you're here with us tonight, you're not a follower of Jesus; you're checking it out. You might still have a response, though. Um, it might be a bit different to what a Christian would would come up with. Maybe it's more to do with investigating further or um, this sort of thing. But you might have a response, so don't rule yourself out um, if you're visiting with us tonight. And then the sixth one is, who could you tell this story to this week? So just give you a few minutes to just personally reflect on that. Um, Again, you're welcome to chat with it with someone next to you about it if you'd like to. Um, But because it is more personal, if you just want to think it through yourself, um, you're welcome to do that by yourself as well. Go for it. What we believe about the Bible is that it's written by humans but it's inspired by God. So effectively when we read the Bible we have both the words of people and the words of God in our hands. Um, and they're written, you know, there's different, the different authors have different styles and, and so on but that all of it comes from God and helps us to have a good relationship with Him and helps us learn how to live well in the world He's created. So what I want to do now is just as we come to the end of these two questions, I'm not going to get hands up and ask what's going on, but can we just leave a moment of quiet? So just a little silent prayer um, and just have a conversation with God about what your next step is uh, in your relationship with him. So I'm just going to leave a moment of quiet before we get back into some singing. This is a method of teaching that we don't use every week. So if you're here for the first time, it's not our normal way of teaching. Uh, usually it's a bit more of a monologue, one person speaking and then we sort of keep the chatting for, in the foyer afterwards. But we like to do this every now and then, particularly when the kids are in with us in the school holidays. Um, it is something we recommend can actually work wherever. So you could use these questions, just look at a passage in the Bible and use them when you're chatting with your family or with your friends. If someone gets interested in Christianity, this could just be a great way to start to get that conversation to the next level. Just go, do you want to just read something about Jesus and then we can discuss it? We'd certainly recommend starting with stories about Jesus, absolutely, if that's the case. So yeah, um, check out those questions. They're pretty easy to remember. They're pretty easy to use in general conversation. And all of our life groups that meet during the week, uh, smaller groups of people, will use these sort of questions. Uh, in helpful ways in their discussion.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Biblical Storytelling here on the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you've gotten something out of it. Uh, We'd love to connect with you. If you've made a decision to make a new step with Jesus, with your relationship with him, you can visit us on our website to do that at stjohnsdc.org.au or via the info hub. There's a connect button at stjohnsdc.info. If you're listening to this in the week that it was recorded, uh, it's Easter week. It's Holy Week. So we have a bunch of services coming up this weekend, remembering, reflecting, and celebrating Jesus' death and resurrection. For more info and details on those services, please head to stjohnsdc.org.au slash Easter. We'll be bringing you recordings of the talks from our Easter services next week, as well as a new bonus episode podcast. Exploring the fundamentals of Christianity And what it means to be a follower of Jesus So we hope that you'll join us for that next week And again, we'd love your feedback on this uh, format We'd love your feedback on this format of podcast And how you found it Send me an email at andy at stjohnsdc.org.au Or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram Uh, Wherever you want, we'll find the comment Thanks for joining us Hope you can join us again next week